0: What's
1: wrong with you people?
0: How do y'all feel
1: this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? Bloody, that's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you? I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. How dare you? Make war, go to the manual. How dare you? What do you got for me? like an adult. But I'm not going to answer the question until you ask it correctly. Welcome to the Reformatory Podcast, where we address issues of theology, life, viruses, quarantines, and beards. My name is Corey. I'm only interested in talking about one of
0: those things. (laughs) Beards. Yes.
1: (laughs) My name is Daniel Corey. I'm a local pastor in Kirkland, Washington at King's Cross Church.
0: And I am Josh Loftus, member at the same King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington. And Daniel, my friend, Mm. happy National Crip Zuzette Day.
1: Ooh, I look forward to this day every year.
0: I know you do. I know Mm. you do. You have it literally circled on your calendar. Crip Zuzettes. Do you even know what a Crip Zuzette is?
1: It's like a... uh, A crepe-shaped kazoo that you only play (laughs) in a quartet.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's exactly what it is. Well done. What is it? It's a crepe. It's French. I don't even like crepe. Well, some crepes are okay. I like crepes if they've got like twice
1: or three times their weight
0: of whipped cream on them.
1: So there's like sweet crepes. Basically, I like whipped cream. Have you eaten the crepe shop in uh, Kingston? I have. We both ate there together. And did you get the savory uh, or the sweet? Oh, I got the
0: sweet. I don't think I could do a savory crepe. That 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 kind of weirds me out. To be completely honest,
1: it's like a flat burrito. Yeah, I'm not about it. That. Works. So, Josh, I've been thinking. I've okay. had a lot of. I've uh, had a lot of time to think over podcast, the direction of the podcast.
0: Oh no! Emphasis. Are you having? Are
1: you having? Uh, are you having podcast meetings without me again? Yeah, just with myself, my inner counsel, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of rethinking our flavor, um, our group, our approach, yeah, and um, and even like redoing our logo, and okay. and so early drafts. Here's what I've got. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> I think we should so tell, the, tell the Daniel people.
0: so for those because this is an audio uh, this is audio they can't see what Daniel just uh, put up on the screen but he has the uh, was it Benjamin Franklin no it was John Adams he's the I John so, Adams yeah. flag don't, don't tread, tread on, on me, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we should go hyper political. Op- I am stopping this opening riff right hyper-political. here. Hyper political. No, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I know. See, here's the thing. You know why I am so against this is because I know for a fact that there is such a part of you that wants to go full cross politic on this podcast.
1: Full cross poll.
0: And dude, I am. We need to
1: enter the fray.
0: No, we do not. Enough. Get your pitchfork. Enough Get your flaming people are engaging in political civilian affairs. We do not need to be part of it.
1: Dude, there's like no one talking about this. We could do it.
0: Literally everyone is talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, here's the thing. I love you. I have Real talk. I love you. You're my brother. Yeah. But I am the anchor that holds <laughs> you back from your political cage stagery. Because if you didn't have, if you didn't have me, you would go full libertarian cage stage. Don't tread on me, Ruby Ridge, on this entire podcast. (laughs) You know me. I know you so well. (laughs) Um, No, our logo is going to stay the same. Uh, Sorry. So we'll just shift the emphasis.
1: Same logo, (laughs) shift the emphasis.
0: Yes, the reformatory where we talk about all things. Politics,
1: dude. We're going to reform the political landscape.
0: Oh yes, it needs yes because that's that's exactly where Jesus. Jesus, hey, Jesus did say that His kingdom was of this world, so we should
1: definitely be of this hey, world. He did say the kingdom of uh of our Lord has come. Yeah, it was uh, it was Him. Extend it, <laughs> extend it, dude. No, you're going
0: post-mill now.
1: No, no.
0: Come back to all-mill. Come back. All right.
1: Well, if you don't want to talk about that, what do you want to talk about today?
0: Uh, Daniel, I want to talk about something that, uh, that you and I both love. Um, well, Pizza. Spoiler. Yeah. Dude, we could talk an entire ep on pizza. Did
1: I tell but, you I smoked a pizza the other day?
0: Dude, so did I. Really? This quarantine has – did you also – was it a DiGiorno?
1: No, like I literally put it on the smoker. Oh, I thought when you meant
0: smoked, you meant like you literally, you'd like down.
1: I rolled it okay, up. Okay, I'm going
0: <laughs> to, no, that's not what I meant. I thought, <laughs> thought you meant like, like you downed a whole pizza. Like, I oh, also dude, did that. Dude, I smoked it and I just admitted to doing that also on, on air. So now I'm yeah. a little insecure. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you smoked a pizza. You didn't <laughs> offer me any or tell me you were doing it. So I'm
1: a little offended. Quarantine, baby.
0: That's fair. Uh, We're talking about biblical counseling, man. Uh, Biblical counseling started that last week. Uh, It was good up. I I liked it. It's something that I think you and I um, could talk about for a long time. You and I think really, really enjoy it. Um, It's—I wouldn't say it's a hobby, but it would quickly. eh, You know what? I I mean, I call it a passion. A passion. There we go. It's a passion of ours. Um, And I wanted to. Ask you, Daniel, because I don't think we talked about it. I think we talked a little bit about it on my end, but I wanted to ask you just to enlighten our audience a little bit. Uh, why is biblical counseling such a passion? To use your word for you, what what about it do you like? What about it do you think is uh, is profitable? How, like, how how did you get into it a little bit, man?
1: Yeah, so I I uh, hopped around a little bit in college. From uh, started at community college, then went to a. Bible College that shall not be named in Portland, Oregon, and then uh, bounce <laughs> from there to <laughs> to that bastion of uh, dispensationalism at the Master's College, and um, I uh, kind of because I, I'd come from all these different directions, the best way for me to graduate was to do what they called a biblical exegesis, where it's basically you just going to take a lot of Bible classes, yeah. And uh, so I signed up for. Um, I'd heard a little bit about like Jay Adams and biblical counseling, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. And I signed up for biblical counseling intro, like 101. It blew wow, my mind. It was mean? with Dr. Ernie Baker, um, and so just as as he like he spent weeks on the biblical view of the heart mm. and basically just a thoroughly big, biblical anthropology. Um, and i was hooked so i took i went straight into the registrar's office the next semester and signed up for like marriage and family what's that 2.0 oh man Uh, methods uh spiritual development Mm -hmm. um i I took as much as i could get and then when i went to seminary now sadly i think it's you know i think it's terrible but they only require you to take one class in seminary. So it's, it ends up being 2% of your entire education in seminary. Um, one class, and it wasn't it it was it was even as good as the intro class I got in college. Mm. Thankfully, they waived it for me, and I got to go straight into uh, the advanced track. So we talked about counseling, eating disorders, uh, yeah. spousal abuse in every which and every direction, <laughs> self-harm, sure. like all the nasty, yep. terrible things that we're going to be facing. Um, and I just was realizing if I'm going to be pastoring a church and pastoring people that biblical counseling is just a different way of saying, basically applying the word of God to the broken lives around us. Right. And so I loved it. Got hooked early, um, ravenously read it, uh, or read on the topic. Um, God, dig the it.
0: Topic. Yeah. Sorry. right. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna grammar Nazi you. <laughs> you read what? on the topic.
1: What did I say? Read the topic.
0: You said you vigorously read on the topic. Yeah. But you were speaking in the past tense.
1: Read on it. Oh, I don't read anymore. Yes. I know everything.
0: Ah, there it is. I was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Well done.
1: I don't read as much as I should on it. Um, sure. But... Love it. Love uh and then and then since then I've done some local counseling stuff through uh what's it ACBC. There's a local church mm-hmm. around here that does um the tracks from Lafayette. Right. And I've done track one, track three, track four, test prep. Um, I think yep. that's it. But awesome, awesome stuff. How yep. about you? I know you were kind of raised around it, but was there Yeah. Like, what what got you into it beyond that?
0: Um I think, yeah, I mean I think definitely being kind of raised around it and just that being the environment in which a kid grows up in i think i think a kid naturally in most cases not all for sure but naturally a kid becomes interested in the thing that his dad or his parents are passionate about um i think it's naturally something that happens And so my parents started, like I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, the father's ranch, it's a residential biblical counseling ministry. And I grew up with the residents, um, you know, uh, around us in our homes, um, going to events, you know, things, things like that. They, they really were family, um, in a lot of ways. Um, and these girls these women were struggling with some horrific, horrific stuff, bad eating disorders, you know, anorexia, bulimia, uh, self-harm, drugs, alcohol, um, and, uh, you know, suicidal uh, tendencies. And then all, you know, some, in, in many cases, all of them mixed together. Um, often eating disorders and drug addictions go hand in hand. Um, so it's, it's, I grew up in that environment. And like I mentioned in the last one, seeing what the word of God did and does in regards to changing a person from the inside out. Um, Because when you're dealing with these types of issues, say you have somebody that comes in to your church or your home or your small group, they're struggling with an eating disorder, right? Uh, they're struggling with their their self-image, if you will, and having an unbiblical and unhealthy expectation for what they should look like, right? Um, the secular world and what is called commonly today Christian counseling, which we explained the difference between Christian counseling and the last one and biblical counseling. Christian counseling is basically, basically Freudianism uh, psychology with the Bible sprinkled on it is what it is. And again, I realize that sounds harsh, but at the end of the day, when you're dealing with people's issues, you're dealing with life and death things, we need to
1: call it for what it is. Um, Yeah, so before we move on from that, Yeah. Um, That may not sound like the worst thing to some people. Sure. So what the reason we that that we would say that that was so bad is that those systems have a fundamental flaw in their understanding of the reality in which we live Mm -hmm. uh, as to what man is, what man's problem is, and how man's problems are fixed. So to to say you smear a little Bible on the top of that steaming pile of falsehood sin yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then call it by a good name well that doesn't fundamentally fix the substance like you're not going to um yeah, all of the word pictures i'm thinking of are probably not ones that we should be using but yeah.
0: <laughs> well like we said in the last episode, an, an incorrect or an unbiblical diagnosis will lead to an unbiblical prescription yeah and but if, I
1: think most people think it's like, well, like there's solid science there and you guys are just sure. ignoring it. And we would say, no, they fundamentally don't understand the root problem of man, man's heart, sin, forgiveness, God, grace. And so it's, it's not sound right. like it's, there's no yeah. good there.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and you know, and that's, and that's a huge critique um, that comes a lot. Uh, from Christians and churches uh, of biblical counseling is that, well, you guys aren't basing it off of science. You're not basing it off of correct physiological evidence. Uh, sure. And that, that frankly, isn't true. Um, mm-hmm. I am not going to sit here and say that I am an expert, expert in the scientific method when it comes and how that integrates into biblical counseling. But from what I have read and others that are extremely, extremely much more coherent in this than I am and, and much smarter Science is not being denied. The problem is we have an incorrect uh, barometer, if you will, of what actually should be and mm-hmm. what should not be diagnosed as a physiological issue.:
1: yeah, we would say many many, many of the issues facing us, not all right, are spiritual in nature, and therefore the Bible speaks to it that 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 do have physical consequences we 're not denying yours sure. absolutely, yeah, yeah. But the, the path forward is um, the Bible does address it. So it's not, it's not that we're saying the Bible tells you how to reset a leg. What we're saying is the Bible addresses the heart of man. And right. what we're seeing in, in most of these instances is that the Bible speaks directly to the a sin issue that is then uh, manifesting itself in self-harm or right. eating disorders or out of control anger or um, where the world would see us as mainly physiological creatures. And therefore the answer is mainly physiological. So me- medicate them, mm-hmm. medicate them out of it. Right. We would say, no, we are physical and spiritual creatures. And many of the root of our issues are spiritual.
0: Right. No, right.
1: We, if we ever suspected physical, we would send them to a doctor. And oh, of course. Physical looked at.
0: Of course. Yep, yep, yep. There are instances in biblical counseling where the problem that the individual is dealing with is completely physiological. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there is there's there's a case. I think I think I might have shared this on the last. I can't remember if it was recorded or if I was just talking to you. This this dude comes in with uh, you know major depression. He just he can't get out of bed. Yeah, you mentioned next, that right. And it turned out that you know they went through is is there unconfessed sin? Blah blah blah, all of this stuff. And it turns out he had low blood sugar. The the yeah. counselor told him well, just go get a regular checkup. And he had low blood sugar, and he got on some medication, and that that fixed it. So there are times when that is the case and that is what happens but the problem is our society and it has crept into the church has bought yeah. into this idea like what you just said that we are primarily physical physiologic physiological there in nature go. and not spiritual I'll get it out I'll get it you out. got it <laughs> um, and when you are dealing with issues such as self-harm anxiety, depression, drug and alcohol addictions, uh, you know, self-image issues, eating disorders, things like that. You are dealing, yes, with physical issues. They have physical consequences, but you can't view the physical as the issue itself. You have to get deeper. There is something that is causing those physical issues to manifest. And that is why a correct diagnosis Is vital because if you don't diagnose that correctly, you're going to be fighting on the wrong front, right? And that's why biblical counseling, I believe, is so important, especially in churches today, is because we have the ability through the Word of God to diagnose things correctly because the Word of God is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two edged sword, divine bone and marrow. It has the ability to identify the issues and we don't use it yeah and that kills me
1: so so and and you've seen folks who have tried to address it all through the wrong methods and just see it destroy their lives like this isn't like both work this is the other side's bereft yeah and hurts people and ruins their life whereas you've seen success after success of people going to the scriptures and seeing that it is actually sufficient.
0: Yeah. I can't tell you how many girls would come in to the ranch to receive counseling whose parents had mortgaged their homes to get them through month long treatments of $30,000. Like their parents have gone bankrupt trying to do what any loving parent would do and save their kid. Yep. And we get them from, there when the insurance money runs out yeah when the the psychological counseling doesn't work when all 10 steps have been tried multiple multiple times we get we got girls from the psych wards yeah nowhere to go calling us as as the last ditch effort maybe this will work and I heard story after story after story of all of these things. It's like the one, you know, the woman that was, uh, that had the issue of blood in scripture. She tried everything, (laughs) all of the doctors, nobody could help her. And the one thing that she needed, the one thing that was going to bring true healing and lasting healing was Jesus. Mm -hmm. That is literally what's happening right now in our society today. And we have, so many men and women that are struggling with horrible, horrible things Mm -hmm. that are trying to get help, trying to get peace and they're going to the wrong place. And there's so many churches knowingly or not that are aiding in that. Yeah. Um, So that's why I love biblical counseling. And that's why I'm perhaps more passionate about this topic than maybe anything else. Uh, because it's the only thing i've found that works.
1: Yeah. And and to to hitch on with that as well. I think what a lot of people say, well, yeah, this person is a biblical counselor and they're they're not using the word like you and i are using it. Sure. Or they call them a christian counselor and you're like, "Well, what do you mean by that?" And they say like, "Well, they're a christian." Right. And they yeah. they're like a friend and they know that that person's intentions are excellent. Sure. Sure. Pure um, good intentions don't like fix everything. Like you, you can no. have great intentions and just be really misguided. Sorry, something fell over on my desk.
0: No, oh, it's all good. Yeah, um, no, it's true. There, there is, and and I'm frustrated that that I don't know if frustrated is the right word. Kind of saddened. I think that's angry. Word. Yes, that's, I'm not angry. I'm saddened that that <laughs> distinction has to be made between Christian yeah. counseling and biblical counseling because the the differences are. Huge! Uh, it's it, it's a huge, huge difference. Um, and I I want to be clear. I don't want people to hear Daniel and I and think that any counselor that's helping, trying to help people, that's not in the biblical counseling sphere. Uh, Daniel and I aren't trying to rail against them or say that they're horrible people. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are in the Christian counseling realm that are there because they love people and they really want to help. And they really want to help. The problem is that they have, I don't want to say bought into, but that's the best word that I can think of, into society's idea that, like I said, has crept into the church, that in order to actually help somebody, it requires that we have degrees and letters after our name. Yep. and From, from
1: secular universities that do not use the scriptures as their right. foundation of truth. And I'm telling you...
0: Listener, here, here, here's the thing. If you're listening to this, if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit within you, and you have a Bible, you are equipped to help your fellow brother and sister when they are hurting. It's not you. It's not your qualifications. It's scripture. And that's, yeah. the, that's where the line is, is we have professionalized helping people. We have professionalized counseling when the great physician has never changed mm-hmm. it's always been Christ it's always been through his word
1: mm-hmm. now and his people
0: and, and his people. now, yes, should we do due diligence and study and 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 learn how to effectively use the Word of God? Of course we should right don't, don't be lazy, but don't fall into the trap of thinking that you need a secular psychology counseling degree in order to help somebody who comes to you and says, I'm struggling with self harm or I'm really depressed or I'm so anxious right now. Yeah. You have what you need. You have scripture. Yeah.
1: And isn't, isn't that the book that kind of got things going with Jay Adams and all this was, uh, wasn't it his book competent to counsel? Competent to counsel. Yep. Like it rocked the world because it was, as I understand it, it was that theme of, Basically, if you're a Christian and you know your Bible and you can accurately apply it to life, hmm. uh, you're you're not just competent to do it and equipped to do it, but you are called to do it. Right. And I think what a lot of folks are hearing when they hear us talk about this is like a very systematized, um, formal guy who's you know been trained or gal who's been trained for years sitting on the side of a desk now there are situations where that's exactly the context, but sure. you know who should be doing a ton of biblical counseling? That's any Christian mom or dad. Mm. Yeah. As they raise, it's called parenting right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and directing our children when they are, you know, struggling with being absolutely too hard on themselves and, right. um, Struggling to understand forgiveness. Like, Speaking to them yeah. from God's word, mm-hmm. applying it to their life. That is a form of biblical counseling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another way that I've heard it, uh, and this is really, really helpful. Biblical counseling is simply intensive discipleship. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what it is. And yes, there are those individuals who biblical counsel that have their, you know, they have the desk, they've got it all set up, they have their schedules, they do all, all, all that stuff. And that, that, that's great. That's fine. Awesome. That is needed in so many contexts, churches. I think having a biblical counseling ministry is fantastic, but I have found that the vast majority of counseling that I do, and probably you do as well, Daniel, is having the individual over and sitting in your living room.
1: Yeah. Or chatting, at our table.
0: Or at, or at your table or outside and saying hey yep. how you doing what's going mm-hmm. on and using scripture to guide that individual through what they're struggling in order for healing to start happening it's you, not that complex it's not that complex not that, that is biblical discipleship spurring one another on towards righteousness and the image of Jesus as Christ that is what we are called to do as Christians mm-hmm. and that is what biblical counseling is
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think you'd call your counseling department, your discipleship department.
0: Yeah. 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 That's what it is. And we are all, like you mentioned, we are all called to do that. All of us. That is what we are called to do as Christians is be with one another, uh, in that, that's, that, that's what we need to be doing. So I'm, I'm really hoping that this kind of takes away the the <laughs> mystical curtain, if you will, of the biblical mystique. counseling. Yes, that's right. The big, scary, like the curtain has been drawn back. It's not this big professional thing.
1: It's this little skinny guy with a Bible.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. And he's 10 feet tall standing on that Bible. Is yeah, I'm no kidding. Um, so if you're listening to this and... One, you have questions. Fantastic! Please reach out. Uh, we really want. We love talking about this. Oh yeah. We would love to continue to have this convo. But I just, I really want you to be encouraged to start seeing and start believing in your. What's the word? Equiption? Is that a word? Your equippedness? No, help me out. Your. Mm, Come on, Daniel. This is where this is where you're supposed to help me. <laughs> Watching
1: you struggle, though, is also uh, entertaining. I
0: am creating a word.
1: Your equipedness,
0: your equipedness <laughs> to handle the problems that people struggle with because you have scripture. Right. And this really it ties into the sufficiency of scripture, sola yeah. scriptura, which we talked about many weeks ago. We must believe in that. If you truly believe in the sufficiency of Scripture, in the authority of Scripture, in the inerrancy of Scripture, you must believe that you have what you need. You lack nothing. Scripture doesn't need a Ph.D. No, Scripture doesn't need you to have all these letters and degrees behind your name in order to be effective to use it.
1: Yep. And I think there's probably two different groups that are hearing what we're saying and and the one is saying that we're being overly simplistic and uh, i guess i would just challenge that person to be like oh examine why you think that and um consider and revisit your view of the scripture and how it impacts the lives of people I, i don't think we're being overly simplistic the other group is they feel overwhelmed at the thought of discipling of applying the scripture to someone's life. And I have had the joy of seeing some go to um, like to Canyon Hills. They do a great job um, yeah, of running track one. And it's so fun to watch them come out of track one. They're like, that's it.
0: I can do this. Like (laughs) I can do
1: that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like all I have to do is, is be a good listener. Yep. I have to love them. Hmm. What does the Bible say about that? (laughs) And then I show them, In the Bible, what it says, and then I help them apply it to their life (laughs) and chart a course forward. I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And it comes down, it comes down to this. Trust in the sufficiency of scripture, trust in the power of the word of God, and trust in the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit indwelling within you. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Holy Spirit's power to strengthen you. And to apply that scripture both to you and to the person that you're helping.
1: Yeah, you're you're not the best counselor in the room.
0: You're not and the holy. <laughs> the Holy Spirit-,
1: Spirit is with you, right? And he he really is the counselor.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. You be faithful to deliver the word of God, and the Holy Spirit will take care of it. I truly believe that, and I've seen it. It's not just i. It's not a blind faith.
1: Yeah, I've and seen have you, that happen. Have you ever been in in a counseling room or Kitchen or table or wherever, and you're sitting there listening to what's unfolding, and you're just going like, "Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what do I do? What do I oh, do?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then and then have to tell them like, "I'm going to pray on this, and uh, let me get back to you." Yeah, yeah. It's you don't have to have all the answers right then. You don't go yeah. and research. The amount of resources at our fingertips are oh, yeah. greater, I think, than any other time in history. Yep. And so we can research what. What guys like Ed Welsh have written or um Jay adams is a big one. Jay Adams will, John, I, like John or, MacArthur's got some great stuff on the sufficiency
0: of scripture. I'm I'm sorry, he does. Don't I don't think you always gotta rep your boy. You He's always, not my boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> He's not my boy. Podcast, He's just got I will advertise and support. Any yeah. good resources, yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but barring like, listen, a few individuals, <laughs> you keep bringing him up, not me. So, I'm just, I'm just gonna say our listeners know,
0: hey, hey, our listeners hey. have my back. <laughs> Get out of here with your strange fire, buddy. Get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, we hope that encourages you. We hope that kind of takes away some of the mystery perhaps uh, surrounding biblical counseling. Again, if you got any questions, throw them at us, uh, we would really appreciate that. Um, and we have something special now
1: daniel well i was gonna say if you you know if if biblical counseling can't fix it politics can
0: no 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 we're not talking about that he again is,
1: he's, we're shifting no no no, no. <laughs> you and i are gonna to have to have a talk after this uh, after this are you gonna biblically biblically counsel me out of this
0: yeah i'm going to do my best yeah we'll see, <laughs> what we'll do see you got how for receptive me? you are <laughs> all right so we mentioned last week that uh we obviously have been uh sans Corian culture for we're going on, what is this like two months? I've lost track. How long have we been in years. quarantine? <laughs> yeah. it just keeps getting longer. Um, but our, we, we made a request out to our listeners and our listeners came through for us. They gave us a bunch of questions, Daniel, questions that the common person knows, um, but you probably don't just because of who you are. Um, this is the ultimate Corian culture quiz. I have 10 questions for you.
1: All right. Hold, hold, so, first off, we need some skin in the game. Okay. All right. All right. What, what do I get if I. 80%. <coughs> if I get 80%. You are not getting 80% on this. There is no way. North of 50. North of 50. What do I get? What do you want? Um, your Spurgeon library.
0: No, you only get that if you get a hundred. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, you aren't getting my spirit. Got to be bread. some skin in the game. Okay, that'll be interesting. We'll figure it out. Let's we'll go. We'll figure it out. All right. So here we go. Question one, Daniel. Question one. This comes from a listener. Chuck D was a member of what rap group?
1: Chuck D is not the listener that submitted the question.
0: No, that is the rapper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chuck D is a listener. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Okay.
1: Bone thugs.
0: No. I think you should. You, you can have three attempts at a guess. All right. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm going to throw you some. I'm going to throw you some uh, some leeway.
1: Uh do I get? A, is it a group of rappers or is he a singular rapper?
0: No, so no, no. It was a group. It was. I think there were three
1: of them. I think. It's like there's an X and a D and a something. It's like letters. No. XDM or something. No. no.
0: Nope, that's that's guess two. Um, Last guess. Ludicrous. No, the rap group was Public Enemy.
1: Never heard of them.
0: Not surprised. Question two, who were the six main characters on the show Friends? If you can name three of them, I will count this question as a pass.
1: Okay. Rachel.
0: Okay.
1: Was that the one that was played by What's Your Name That Was Married to Brad Pitt? Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston.
0: She's is she one. She married them. to Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Anyway, go for it. Uh, okay, that's so, one.
1: Oh, so I got two. Or is Rachel the same person?
0: No, Rachel. What? Brad Pitt? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. it's their actual names. Oh, in real life? No, no. In, in on the oh, show. In the show. <laughs> Come on, man.
1: <laughs> Good job, um, Rachel.
0: You have one. Good job.
1: <laughs> oh. I have no idea, dude. I've never even seen an episode.
0: Never seen an episode of Friends. Never. All right, I'm counting this as a loss. Sorry, buddy. You all got right. you got one, but the uh, the characters were Joey, Ross, Chandler, Rachel. I Monica, said Chan
1: something. No,
0: you said Connor. Okay, that's close. <laughs> no, it's not. Monica and Phoebe. <laughs> dude, Sorry, I would never have gotten that. I, right? I know, I know. That's all right. Who is question three? Who is Billy Eilish? Are you Googling right now? You are. I see you Her Googling. You are Maggie <laughs> Baird and
1: Patrick O'Connell.
0: <laughs> you, you, oh my goodness. Alright, for the rest of this, I need your hands up here. I need to see your hands, sir. <laughs> you are dirty. You are dirty. I've never At, heard of a that loss. person in that's my a life. Loss. I'm counting it as a loss. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Okay, hands up, buddy. Here we go. Uh, this quote, Alexa, is please from, listen. Yeah, this quote is from what movie? Quote: "I'm your huckleberry."
1: Hmm. Tombstone.
0: Hey, look at you! Good job. All right, you got it. One. Was
1: it was it was said? Yeah. By.
0: Oh, he's going for uh, going for double. Uh, Doc one.
1: Holliday's character, yeah. who is played by. Yeah. Uh, the ninja dude. Uh, what was his name? Val. Val. Uh, yeah. Name, so I got one. You have one. You're you're
0: one for one for four right now.
1: All right, I need to make up some ground.
0: Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, name one song from the band. Let me see your hands. <laughs> Mumford and Sons.
1: I've actually heard them. Okay. Uh, you need
0: to name a song.
1: Name one song. One song from the band Mumford and Sons. Uh, right. uh, in the old country. Well, back name. at it again. What? And illegitimate. I pulled them all from.
0: None of those are right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just?
1: I pulled them right out of thin air.
0: I was gonna say. <laughs> None you, of I those are. I can see your
1: eyes. You're like, I don't know if those are.
0: <laughs> I don't know if those are correct. I need to Google it. All right, that's a loss, Sorry, everybody. Um, all right. Question number six. Who were the members? I need the names. The members of the band, the Beatles. Come on. This is like Stop. so easy.
1: Um,
0: Arguably the most Lennon. well-known band of all Lennon. time. Okay. John Lennon. Yep. There you go. Yep. Okay.
1: Um, Paul McCartney.
0: Yep. There you go. Two. I don't
1: know the other two. <laughs> there's, There's. Okay. I don't think I could name you a Beatles song. <laughs> There's a yellow submarine one. It, there you it's go. The only one I know it's about drugs. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I'm going to give you half a point because you got half of them. Okay. That's fair. You're at 1.5. The other band is, members is George Harrison and Ringo Starr.
1: I would not. I could have got Ringo maybe if I yeah. had a date. George and a half.
0: Harrison is the one you get hang out. If you can get George Harrison, you can normally get the others. All right. Question seven Name one winner. Of American Idol.
1: Carrie Underwood. Carrie
0: Underwood. Good job. All right. Question number eight. Name all nine Star Wars movies in order.
1: In order that... Hold on, hold on, hold on. In the the order
0: of which chronologically... No, chronologically. Oh, good grief. What does it matter? Like, what you should be able to do it either way.
1: I'm not smart. Um... Oh, the first one with Jar Jar. Uh, hold on. Yep. Yep. That's... I don't even know. You're stupid. I'll come back to it. The second one is Clone Wars. The third one is the dumb one I never saw where they burn off his legs. Um, the fourth one is The New Hope. <laughs> the fifth one is um, the one with the dumb sky city and they melt the dude into the thing. And I, the, you know
0: what this is like? Have you ever watched Snoop Dogg do Animal Planet? No. <laughs> oh, that's what this is like right now. <laughs> the,
1: the sixth is uh the Empire. No, the, the the fifth is Empire Strikes Back. The sixth is uh Return of the Jedi, where the big hole in the ground eats people and it has the giant worm guy. Um The seventh is uh it's the one with the 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 wren person and then the the dude with the emo dude who has a anger issue that needs biblical counseling and then there's like a rogue one solo um, (laughs) a certain
0: part of the original nine those are spin-offs buddy
1: (laughs) i was doing so well
0: (laughs) no you. i think i should
1: get five points for that
0: five points No, dude, you uh, one you didn't even finish. I think you stopped at like seven and a half.
1: I said another stuff.
0: (laughs) Number nine, whose catchphrase was float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? Miley Cyrus.
1: (laughs) What? I get three guesses? Do you know who Miley Cyrus is? Let's start with that. All right, she used to be Hannah Montana. Wow, like 15 people.
0: <laughs> of all the things to know, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, it was not Miley Cyrus. It was. In all right. Fact... I get two more guesses. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
1: Oh, the uh, the gymnastics girl who did the thing. Did the thing.
0: Wow. You know, um, I don't have. Oh, wait! 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 Stop! Stop! Telepathy. Stop! 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 Okay.
1: The boxer. He's he's the boxer. He's the greatest of all time. Muhammad Ali. Hey, there you go.
0: Muhammad Ali. I am the greatest of all time. Yeah, there you go. Good job. All right. Last one. For all the marbles, name all of the Starbucks drink sizes in order.
1: Don't Google it. Send me show your hands. You already did, didn't you? No, I didn't. (laughs) Uh, Tall, grande, venti. Or is there short in there? Short, tall, grande, venti, mega venti. <laughs>
0: you are so close. Ah! Y- you're missing the biggest one.
1: There's something bigger than venti? Yep. Venti grande. Ariana grande.
0: No. <laughs> what? 20. No. 20. Yes. Short, tall, grande, venti, 20.
1: <sighs> that sounds like some of the speech impediment trying to say 20.
0: Twenty. It's tre- 20 Hold on that that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so mean. Well, Daniel, um, I have to say you did exactly as I thought you were going to do, which is like two for two, two and, for and a half out of ten. Two and a half out of ten. <laughs> so thank you to all our listeners who so who uh who submitted questions for Daniel? Uh, we'll have to do this again.
1: Did Michael Worley submit some stuff?
0: Oh yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. chance. I did stuff. Yes, and I used some of theirs, but some of the ones Michael Worley submitted. I'm calling you out, listener Michael Worley. Um, some of those stuff I didn't even know. Exactly. Okay. Uh, some of the That's stuff, Michael Worley, I said common knowledge, and I know he's going to comment on this. You'd be like, well, it actually is common knowledge. You just don't know it. I don't he know talks why. like Sylvester like Stallone all alone. of a sudden. <laughs> well, absolutely.
1: Yo, I don't know who doesn't know this stuff. Yo, Adrian, do you know this stuff?
0: <laughs> anyway. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for supporting us um, through this trying time. If you head on over to iTunes and leave us a review and a, uh, a rating, that'd be really, really awesome. Five stars, please. It helps get the podcast out in front of more people. And uh, maybe one of these days, Doc and Debo will acknowledge our existence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you head on over to Patreon, I know things are times are tough, but if you happen to find like five dollars at the end of your uh, you know monthly budget that you're like, hey, where should this five dollars go? You could buy um, a couple packs of gum, or you, you even could buy support, a Trenty with. You $5. could buy you couldn't even buy a with without. No. no, no, no. So for less less than one cup of coffee a month you could support this podcast and we would greatly appreciate you. Head on over to Patreon. Follow us on all the sociables, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ReformatoryPod. Thank you all for listening and we hope you have an awesome day.
1: Out. Bye.